This episode is sponsored by the NBM show Breakaway Sessions, a series of online educational events. Next up on Wednesday, November 18, is Decorated Apparel Day. This session will bring you up to speed on DTG, heat transfers, screen printing, embroidery, and choosing the right apparel for the project. Registration is free, and you can find out all about it by visiting thenbmshow.com. Welcome to the Graphics Profiles. I'm your host, David McNeil, and you're listening to the number one podcast for the custom graphics industry. That means if you're in the wraps, custom signage, awards, engravings, printware industry, Graphics Pro has you covered. So show us some love by suggesting this podcast to others and subscribing to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud. As for our guest today, Aaron Montgomery is a regular columnist for Graphics Pro Magazine. He has a fantastic podcast you guys should be checking out. And he joins us today to discuss the nuts and bolts of creating a successful shop. We'll also gain insight on current trends in sublimation. But if you're new to the industry or just starting your business, you'll definitely want to take some notes. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing? I am doing great. It's so great to be here. I'm loving all the podcasting going on in the world. The information we're able to share out there <laughs> yeah. is so cool. You know, in a time where we can't physically be in the same space, it's nice to connect this way. Um, I definitely look forward next year at Graphics Pro Expo to meet people again. But in the <laughs> meantime, you know, this will do. You guys doing this uh, program has been great. I love listening. Awesome. Well, th- I, I appreciate it. And I, I like listen to your show too. And you're actually one of our regular columnists for Graphics Pro Magazine. What are some of the new trends you're starting to see come out of the decoration and sublimation industry? Well, in sublimation, uh, th- it continues to grow. Back when I first started in, in sublimation, people couldn't even say the name. We'd be at a trade show and <laughs> we'd be at one of the MBM shows and, and people would come up and what's this sub, sublimination, sublimation? Uh, I at right. one point thought I was going to write a book on just all the different names people had for sublimation. <laughs> so um, my second world is volleyball. I'm a, a volleyball fanatic. And oh, uh, okay. so from coaching and stuff like that, and to see teams out there looking for sublimated jerseys, mm-hmm. um, you know, some Thing they would have never done before. They just said, I need a jersey. and uh, But now they, they, they want the sublimated jersey because there's no feel, there's no hand to it like you might have with a vinyl number and, uh, and all the bright, cool graphics you can do with it. So mm-hmm. that's part of what I'm seeing is just more and more people understanding what it is and figuring out how they can use it in their world. Obviously, in today's world, you're seeing a ton of face coverings and, and things like that. That's a right. huge market and, and trend that I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. Right. Uh, yeah. Because I agree. we're getting more and more used to it, you know? Yeah. And then another trend, I guess, that I'm seeing, David, is the use of it in a mixed media context. Um, okay. You know, where, where you're adding different elements to it, using it as a base, adding it to vinyl to go on to, you know, I saw a cool process the other day where somebody was actually sublimating onto glow in the dark uh, heat transfer vinyl. Oh, cool. And, then cutting that out and applying it to a black cotton t-shirt. And the, the effect was really cool. It's obviously uh, around Halloween time right now. So that, that was something that people are, are looking for, that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. those are some of the main things, David, that I'm seeing. Oh, absolutely. And, and now is a great time to get creative. And like you mentioned on your podcast, uh, Two Regular Guys, that the, that the pandemic has kind of forced shops to get creative. Can you tell me a 
different ways you've been doing that and what you've uh, also seen out there, minus some of the things we just talked about. Sure, sure. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, getting creative is is a must right now. What what I've noticed is the people that kind of you know, the pandemic hit. Mm -hmm. And sure, everybody had that initial shock factor. Oh my God, what are we going to do? I have to lay off everybody. Am I going to go out of business? Am I going to make it to next week or through the weekend? Yeah, that kind of thing. That was the initial reaction. Mm -hmm. And some people kind of stayed in that initial reaction. And I think, unfortunately, most of those people have probably either been pretty deeply damaged at this point uh, or have just actually gone out of business. Right. But the folks who actually said, you know what? Okay, this sucks, but there are opportunities inside of this Mm -hmm. that I can take advantage of, not in a negative way, but, you know, I need to be able to survive and prosper so that the people around me can survive and prosper. So it did take that kind of mentality of, okay, well, I can't do that, but now I need to do this instead. You know, I think masks will be one of those things that everybody points to as a, this saved my business. Mm-hmm. But that was just kind of getting you from point A to point B. The next part of that was, okay, now, how do I get back to my core customers and how do I help them solve the problems that they are having? Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's a sports team or a school or whatever, you know, what are the new creative ways that we can have fundraisers or have some engagement with with a team when there can't be fans in the stands or, you know, show right. support and that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, on the topic of shops, why do new shops struggle and what are some ways that they can improve? I think one of the biggest things that I've seen new shops struggle with is just the fact that they are a new shop and, and there's a lot that goes into that. So they're just completely overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're trying to learn new equipment. They're trying to get new customers. They're trying to figure out, you know, what inventory system I should use. They mm-hmm. should, they're trying to figure out where I can get product from, whatever. Every single hat that they've got on is a, is a big deal for them. And within that, they're so overwhelmed that they aren't doing the basics of fundamental business 101, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then they get out there and they're overwhelmed and they're feeling like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in over my head, you know, and that I've seen out there more established business owners kind of give them the old, uh, ah, just suck it up. You know, it's easy. Why are you not doing it? It's not <laughs> right. easy. It's a really, it's really a challenge. So it, it's simple to do but it's not easy. It takes a lot Mm -hmm. of work. So I I think that they just need to a find a community, you know, that they just struggle with that. And I think they need some support and then they need some, some time to kind of go, you know what, I do need to step back from all this day-to-day stuff and kind of get into what is my plan? Why am I in this business? What, what's happening from there? So, so that's what I'm seeing, David. So, so one of the major weak points that you see uh, if you're poking holes at a business is that there is no overarching plan, no business plan put in place before they make that leap. A hundred percent. I think the word business plan just scares the heck out of people. Um, sure. It, <laughs> it can be intimidating. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you, you think of a business plan and you go, oh yeah, that's just for the Fortune 500 companies. And you know, it's this big coffee table book <laughs> right. that you know right. they have spiral bound and sent to the banks and blah, blah, blah. That's not it at all. What, it, what a business plan is, you know, and 
if the word business plan scares you, then name it something else. All a business plan is, is the process of thinking about the things that are going to happen in your business and designing the business the way you want it. Because if you don't design the business the way you want it, the business will take on the lowest common denominator. Mm -hmm. So, you know, crappy customers, crappy employees, all of those things will be the ones that are running your business if you don't decide how your business is going to be run with a business plan. Right. And then the real foundation of a business plan is just getting to that why. Um, gentleman named Simon Sinek wrote a book called Start With Why. I think it's a great mm-hmm. book to read. Understanding why you started a business is is really, really important because what I've seen, David, is that People will go, oh, well, I want to provide for my family or I want to make money or whatever. And all those things are fantastic and wonderful and good reasons to do it. Sure. But you could make money for your family. You could make an income by going and getting a job from somebody else. Yeah, doing X, Y, Z. Correct. Right. So, so why is it that you decided that this was the way to go? You know, why do you love sublimation so much? Or why is it that you can't wait to work with a school and, and help them fundraise or, you know, whatever those, those things are that connect with you. But I, I think people look for like the why of like, oh, I just want to make money. This is my job, blah, blah, blah. No, sure. you don't start a business that way. If you're just if, reaching for the next thing, right? If correct. you do that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so so if you can kind of get there and then get a plan on top of that why, you know, those are the people that I've seen have the most success through COVID is that, yeah, it was scary. Yeah, they had to pivot. Yeah, they had to do different things. But they had they had a kind of North Star to, to reach towards. So even when things got rough, they were still moving forward. What are some ways that you keep yourself moving forward with your plans? I have spent the last year, two years or so really doing a lot of personal kind of soul searching and, mm. and understanding my place and, and what I think, you know, what this industry has given me and what I need to give back to it. Right. And at the end of the day, I finally was able to kind of boil my why down to this one statement. And it's to provide resources that empower business owners to achieve their idea of success. I love that. Um, yeah. yeah it, it's been really cool to have that, that kind of picture, you know, I've got it posted everywhere in all of the walls of my house and office. My wife's getting tired of seeing it actually, but um, <laughs> it, it is really cool because what ends up happening is it makes all of the decisions that I have to make about what I'm doing each day so much easier because all I do is I go, okay, somebody says, Hey, what, what do you think about doing this? And I go, okay, well, does it fit with to provide resources and empower business owners that achieve their idea of success? Mm. And if that's a yes, I do it. If it's a no, I don't. And, and if that yes turns into a failure, then that just gives me that opportunity to learn to make a better decision next time. Uh, so it's made the decision-making process in my own personal business so much easier. Yeah, that's great. We'll be back with Aaron Montgomery after a brief word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by the NBM Show Breakaway Sessions. If you're interested in adding decorated apparel to your product mix or want to improve your workflow, don't miss Decorated Apparel Day on November 18. Go to thenbmshow.com to learn more and register for free. We'll see you there. You know, what are some of the nuts and bolts of creating a successful shop? Like, can you can you give us like, you know, just some quick little uh, bullet points there? 
Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think when you get into the nuts and bolts, you know, we talked about the why and the business plan and stuff like that. But when we break these down into some very specific things that are key to business success, mm-hmm. uh, I, I've got three or four here. So the first one, mm-hmm. and I think this one is especially challenging for new businesses is to know their numbers and why it's challenging for new businesses is they don't have any reference point yet. Mm. So for a new business, you know, they've got to, they've got to get out there and research. They've got to talk to other people. They've got to make some assumptions and, and making some assumptions is totally okay. That's way better than just kind of winging it, at least making some assumptions. You now can, as you get more data, go back and, and update that. But, but when I say know your numbers at the end of the day, all I'm trying to get to there is how much does it cost me to just be in business each day? Yeah. Uh, so then I can take that information and hit the second nuts and bolts kind of bullet point area here. And that's understanding how to properly price their product. Mm. Uh, you know, what a lot of people do is they go out there and they say, okay, the blank cost me $2. So I'll multiply that by two. And, and there you go. It's $4. <laughs> And, you know, unfortunately, you see a lot of people doing that and you you see a lot of people in our industry complaining about the people doing that because they're, quote unquote, ruining the market. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're not ruining the market. They're ruining their business. You know, I've had a lot of times where I've seen people. And in fact, one of the best uh, ways to combat this, I heard, was from a a company up in um, Indiana, Mind's Eye Graphics, Greg Kitson, said that, uh, you know, if somebody came to him and said, well, so-and-so up the street can do it for lower, he offered to uh, drive him up the street. Hmm. You know, it, it just kind of that <laughs> that confidence in yourself that you're providing a service of value that is worth what you're charging. Right. And there's a reason that that person's charging lower or, or there's a reason if the person's just coming to you because price is the only important thing, it's probably not a customer you want to be spending a lot of time with anyway. So that right. that's the second thing, just kind of pricing your products for your business, not based on being five cents lower than the guy up the street. Right. Um, knowing your worth, you know, your self-worth, your, your business is worth. A hundred percent. And, and I think for new businesses, because they're so new to it, they, they don't have that self-worth yet. They're still trying to right. kind of get their feet right. underneath them and they end up pricing themselves into a corner where, where they aren't going to have a chance to be successful because they're not making enough profit to grow their business. Mm-hmm. So that's the next one. And then from there, uh, the next two, and I'll be a little quicker with these, but the the third thing is just work on setting up repeatable processes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, so I know a lot of things that we do in our industry is very creative and kind of art-like. And, uh, you know, so there's a fine art to being really good at your craft. And I think that you should really work hard to perfect that art. But the other side of that from a business perspective is, okay, it's great to play around and learn, but how can I do this over and over again so I can become more efficient? As I become more efficient, I make more profit. Mm -hmm. And that's at the end of the day is what a business is all about is making a profit. So setting up repeatable processes. And then finally, uh, the last kind of foundational piece, kind of nuts and bolts of having a successful business it's just really getting in tune with the customer service side of your business and the mm-hmm. marketing side of your business. And to me, customer service and marketing go hand in hand. Right. Uh, because in today's world, if you can provide a 
amazing customer experience or have amazing customer service, then your customers are actually going to do the marketing for you in a lot of cases. And Mm -hmm. um, so you don't have to be the salesperson. Your customers will be your best salespeople. So kind of building those two things together, you know, making sure people understand about your product and your services, but then also at the same time, making sure that your current customers are exceedingly happy with what happened and, and solving any problems that they may have along the way. Truly. Uh, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Kind of, again, if you can get all those things right and have that repeatable process, then if you make your customers so happy that they don't care what you charge them, they just want to do business mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Um, it, it's a pretty cool world to live in. And that's what makes a successful business. Absolutely. We also know that, you know, as far as the marketing aspect of that, one other thing businesses could do is get online, uh, have a good social media presence. And we know that consistent social media posts are going to help boost business depending on like how much care is put into each post. But one of our guests on the show was Vinyl Vixen. And and she had mentioned that they had a huge uptick in work because of their social media presence. Now, you emphasize that having a plan is more important than a calendar. Can you tell me a bit more about that? A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and whether you like it or not, uh, social media is here to stay, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, it kind of seems silly saying that in, in 2020, but at the same time, it is the marketing tool that we have available to us right now. If you think about, yeah. you know, however many billions, two plus billion uh, people are active on Facebook every day, that means that's where your customers are at. So, um, to me, having a plan means, being able to not let it kind of overtake your life. You know, I've had people say, oh, you know, to be effective on social media, I basically, you know, either have to hire somebody that's going to be on there 24 seven, or I have to be on there 24 (laughs) seven. And, and while it may seem like that, it, it actually isn't like that. If you have a good plan, if you know who you're talking to, Mm-hmm. And you know who your ideal customers are because trying to talk to 2 billion people on Facebook mm-hmm. isn't going to work, but nope. trying to Smallest talk- viable market, you know, <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. So if I can talk to a thousand people who are actual buyers of my products or services, then that's way easier and way cheaper if you're doing any paid social media. Yeah. Um, so that's part of the plan is understanding who your ideal customers are, where they hang out, what they like, what information they need, what problem you can solve for them. So that's what it is to me, having a plan, because if I have a plan, now I can do some other things where I don't have to be on social media all day, you know, posting kind mm-hmm. of willy nilly whenever the whim hits me. <laughs> mm hmm. Well, and part of that uh, aspect that you're talking about, I think, is like using platforms like Hootsuite or Buffer, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because once I have that plan, then I can schedule all that stuff out. And, you know, the the need for social media then from there is just to get in and, and pop in and engage and, and reply to comments yep. and kind of keep it going. Yeah. But your core content, the stuff that you know, typically takes us a lot of time to kind of come up with and, and, you know, we find ourselves on social media for a long time, then that core content's all done for you out there, ready to go. So if we can make our posts engaging where people want to reply to those things, then we have a better chance of being seen in the whole 
craziness that happens on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram right. or whatever. So yeah, no, a social media post can tell a wonderful visual story. You know, hundred uh, percent product offering, etc. Well, Aaron. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And, and, and speaking of social media, online presence and everything, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find us at our website at uh, oursuccessgroup.com or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash oursuccessgrouppro. And uh, we also have an Instagram account over at oursuccessgroup. So awesome. Love to interact and uh, engage with you there. Great. Well, Aaron, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you soon. A big thanks again to Aaron for being on the show. Head over to the Graphics Pro website to find more articles to improve your sublimation and business needs. And if you have any questions or customizing trends you'd like to hear more about, feel free to reach out to me. You'll find my address in the show notes on the website. In the meantime, stay safe and keep customizing. Bye for now.